pursue your purpose, speak your truth, deal with adult bullies, cope with failure, live beyond fear, establish values, set boundaries, move past trauma. These are all the themes in my Amazon bestseller, The Smart Girls Handbook. Tribers get in close. For 15 years, I have been searching for a book that didn't exist. So I am thrilled to share that I decided to write it. The Smart Girls Handbook is available to buy now from wherever you get your books and also in Canada, the United States of America, New Zealand and Australia. Everything we do is a response to something you have asked for and girl, have you been begging me for a book for years? Who is it for you? The reviews are outstanding. The press has been phenomenal and I am overwhelmed by the amazing support it has had already. This isn't my book, but our book. I realised after my talks around the world, women would be queuing for hours just to ask me one question. I didn't want them to just walk away, but to have a tangible source to have forever. And this is it. This is refreshing, never before read content that will inspire, motivate, empower, inform and entertain you. It's full of my personal development tips that have got me living as my most authentic and highest self, literally glowing from within. My most vulnerable moments and hilarious stories that will resonate with you. The Smart Girls Handbook is a celebration of womanhood and the book missing from your library. So grab your copy today, tag me on Instagram at smartgirltribe and I will send you an exclusive gift just to say thank you. Hello smart girls, welcome back. It's going to be another empowering solo episode. If you have been following me for a while, my journey particularly on Instagram, then you'll already know this. At the beginning of this year in February, I had a major operation. The operation had been scheduled for six months because I kept being hospitalised for having They refer to them as attacks, I like to call them episodes, very similar to heart attacks. The operation itself, the objective was achieved. However, the journey to get there, I lost a lot of blood, so it just prolonged my recovery time. My healing time went from being six weeks to three months. When that period ended, my recovery, my healing period ended in May. I was posting again on social media, I was meeting up with people and I noticed that everyone kept saying something in particular to me. They were saying, Scarlett, what is this glow up? What have you been doing? So today I really wanted to share not my recovery journey, But what I started doing, how I changed, because I ultimately ended up having this particular surgery because it came down to stress and anxiety. And I've really opened up that I don't necessarily cope with stress very well. That was the belief that I had, the core belief I had about myself. And so when it came to the end of my recovery time, during that period, I noticed I had held on to that. I fundamentally believed I was the type of person to struggle with stress and to not cope with it very well to the point of ending up needing an operation, a major operation as well. So I wanted to really explore today how I changed my self-image and what it took. Self-image, it's the core belief 
or core set of beliefs that you have about yourself and everything you do in life, whether that, whether it's positive or negative, it is leaning into, it's affirming the beliefs that you have. And the only way that you can change is by actively choosing to. If you are successful in an area of your life, but you're not successful in maybe another area of your life, it's because there you believe in that arena that you are not the type of person who has X, Y, or Z, or that you're not deserving or worthy of having it. For example, if you are a very healthy person and you have a fantastic business or a career you love, maybe an arena you're struggling in is your love life. Perhaps you're choosing toxic or emotionally unavailable partners and that's a cycle that you're in. Maybe that's because deep down subconsciously your core belief is that you're not deserving or worthy of love or a healthy a healthy relationship. Maybe you have a great partner and a fantastic business, but you're not a particularly healthy person because you're living into, you're leaning into this belief, this subconscious or perhaps even conscious belief that you have of yourself that you're not the type of person to get up early or to go to bed later to work out. It is very natural that when we want to change something about ourselves, when we want to change who we are because we live in a capitalist society, we live under capitalism, it is very normal that we'll go out and we want to buy new outfits. And the media really encourages and supports this idea as well. As sometimes friends and family members can, you know, you've seen those films or those magazines that if you're going in if you're going through a breakup you go and get your haircut it comes down to that quote I can't remember who says it but when a woman cuts her hair she's about to change her life so society really supports this idea that you'll go out and maybe you'll buy a new outfit or you'll pay money to change your hair perhaps you'll read a new book or you'll watch a new series but it's this vicious cycle, to be honest, because if you want to change your self-belief, the self-limiting beliefs that you have of yourself, then you have to look inward because this is inner work. And the truth is, the way that you see yourself, whether you see yourself in a positive light or a negative light in the different areas, that's going to either encourage you to move towards your dream or it's going to pull you further away. It comes down to how you perceive yourself. Whatever you believe you're right, whether it's bad or or good, it's you're right. So start being honest about how you see yourself in the areas where you struggle. We all have this version, it's a checklist. I need this, I want this, I'm going after this, when actually it comes down to the type of person who you become on that journey. There is a reason why 
we associate success with a bigger house, a fancier car, a designer bag. And if you're into those things and that's where you are in life, I think that's great. But what I'm referring to or what I want to really stress is for as long as you are chasing those external factors to give you value, you are always going to be hustling for your worth and you're never going to be completely grounded. So you need to look, as I have said, you need to start looking inward and ask yourself the harder questions. And that's what I'm going to get into. One really interesting thing that happened to me. It was almost an epiphany, but it does seem very obvious. I was talking to my friend last year and I said, what happens if you get to 25 and you have achieved everything you set out to achieve? If you have checked the boxes that you set out for yourself, because that was the position where I found myself to be in. My biggest goal was to publish a book and then I did and I was talking to her more and more I was saying you know I have really found that what you do in life your career isn't actually that important and the house you have isn't important the car you drive isn't important life is just about people it's about your crew it's about the people who you are surrounded by and the person who you become on this journey. I was watching an interview the other day with a celebrity and she was saying that when she was a child star, when she was younger, she used to read all of her fan mail because that's just how much she loved her fans. And then one day she received a letter that was referring to her, it was calling her um, goofy and ugly. And this celebrity was saying that she held on to that for years and years and years and was started to refer to herself as the ugly and goofy sister and she got very emotional during this interview and she said nobody else and I love this nobody else gets to define who you are everyone tries there will be people who try friends who try mean girls in high school who try but only you get to decide who you are and how you show up in the world. Here are the tangible things that you can do to change those self-limiting or that self-limiting core set of beliefs that you have about yourself, the negative ones. Because you're either thinking, I'm not the type of person who X, Y or Z, or I'm not deserving or worthy of having X, Y, or Z. I love a vision board. I love mood boards, and I have different versions. I have photo albums on my phone of the type of person I want to be. I have Pinterest boards of the type of person I want to be. On my Instagram, I have saved albums or photos of the type of person I want to be. So the very first thing I would recommend you do is create some kind of vision board or mood board of the type of person you want to be and ask yourself, what do you need to do to become that person? 
for example, if you want to be toned or healthier or stronger or fitter, you're probably going to have to start working out at times that you probably don't want to work out. If you want to be a successful author, but you haven't written anything in five years, you're probably going to have to start cultivating time in your day to exercising that. So start putting together different photos of who you see yourself as, how you want to be defined. For example, I want to be someone who has a lake house abroad. That's not going to happen. I have to actively save money every month to put into a pot. So that's something active that I do. But equally, I have photos across my Pinterest and that I have saved on Instagram. I even have a scrapbook, a physical scrapbook, full of images of the kind of lake house that I want. And when I share this idea, I've opened up a lot with everyone, family members, friends, part, you know, previous partners. When I have opened up about my lake house, I know exactly what this lake house is going to look like. I could draw it in and out. I know the furniture, I know the colouring, I know where the bedroom is, I know what the bed will look like, I know what my office will look like. I have got so specific and I lean into that version of myself every single day. And outside of the vision boards and the mood boards, another thing that I do to affirm the fact that I'm someone who owns a lake house abroad is I write it down. If you have read the Smart Girls Handbook, you'll know about my 555 rule. My 555 rule is an exercise I practice every single morning. I write down five dreams that I have and then I focus on one and I write the five steps and then I write five very specific things I am grateful for because you cannot feel grateful and anxious at the same time. I have also had to work on the idea, so this is a fantastic example, I would love to work in politics more to a greater degree. I have spoken in parliament, I have met politicians, I have spoken with them and I have done a lot with the UN and UN women etc. But I would love to be in politics. Last year someone said to me, Scarlett, I shared this dream with them and they said, "Mm, I don't think you're the type of person to work in politics and the reason why is because you're not emotionally resilient. And what that means, I've opened up about this before, I am a huge empath, I take on everyone's issues to the point that if I see someone crying, I will cry. I have needed over the past few months to start setting boundaries and start reaffirming this idea of this is where you end and this is where I begin. That is something that I have had to really, really lean into that I'm the type of person who has strong boundaries and I stick by them. So this person said to me, I really don't think that you're emotionally resilient enough to go into politics. And that, someone very, very close to me, that really struck me because I thought that's actually true. A lot of the time people can, when 
whatever someone is saying to you, it's a reflection of where they currently are in time and space because everyone is experiencing life and other people through their own lens. But I thought, this is actually true. I'm not emotionally resilient enough to be the type of person who works in politics, but that's something I really would love to do one day. So I started looking into the ways that I could become more resilient and I started practicing emotional resilience. I mentioned a moment ago the boundaries that I have now. For years and years and years I shared with people, I am the queen of no boundaries. Almost as like it, as though it was a badge of honour, I would share, no, I, I'm not necessarily the people pleaser, but I want to make sure that I am accessible and reachable, that my family feels that they can call me at any time, that my friends feel that they can call me at any time, that I'm emotionally available for everyone. And that was something I had to change. That ultimately had to change because I started finding myself in sticky waters. What that means is in a professional setting, because I would reaffirm that I'm the queen of no boundaries, I would have people who were scheduling meetings with me and they would turn up late if they were turning up at all. But remember, I was the queen of no boundaries. So whenever this would happen, I would subconsciously reaffirm this belief that I had of myself that I'm a kind, forgiving, understandable person who has no boundaries. So for me, it became a problem, but an internal problem. It was something I really battled through and I wouldn't really share with these people who were setting up meetings with me how much of a problem it was that was on me. I had never shared that. I had been very relaxed about this idea. You know, I I would tell myself, oh, you know, I'm Italian, so I'm okay with people not making it or people being late when the truth is internally. It was a huge problem. So I had to change this self-image that I had of myself. Visualizing is another fantastic tool that you have available to you. You can Google visualizations. I would really recommend meditating on this or looking into guided visualizations to start seeing yourself as the person that you are. So for instance, I refer to the best version of me as Super Scarlet. And Super Scarlet is the most gracious, graceful version of me. And I know exactly what the best version of me looks like. I know how she acts. I know how she is aligned spiritually. I know how she approaches her mental health, her fitness, her family members. I know how she talks. And I, if somebody said to me, okay, I want you to imagine that the best version of you is sitting across from you. I know exactly who that woman is and I strive every single day to become more and more like her. And that's something that I love practicing because there are trivial things to do with that. I.e. what does she look like? You know, how 
healthy is she? And it's something that really keeps me on track. But then also I think, how does she speak? How does she communicate with others? How does she pick up the phone? How does she approach sticky situations or challenges? So I would really encourage you to take a moment and ask yourself, what would the best version of me look like if she were to open the door now and sit in front of me? How would she speak? What does her her career look like? What does she do? What does she own? And start leaning into this person. That's something that I have found to be very personal. And of course, you're going to have setbacks and you're going to fall off the wagon into old conditioning and old ways of thinking. But when you start feeling in your body that you're a certain personality, that you're worthy and deserving, you're going to attract so much more of that into your life because you are the creator of your life. I am absolutely living proof of that. When the healing journey was coming to an end, I was focusing a lot. I was journaling, I was visualizing, I was saying to myself, who do I want to be on the other side of this? And this actually mindset, this way of thinking started in the hospital room. When I woke up post-operation, I thought, who do I want to be on the other side of my recovery? So again, when I did start going out in the May, so three months afterwards, when I started seeing my friends, when I started posting back on socials, I had so many people commenting and saying to me and getting in touch and reaching out saying, you are glowing. And it was because I had spent so much time thinking, who do I want to be on the other side of this? What do I want to look like? What do I want to have? What do I want to invest in? And having that mentality changing the self-belief that I had of myself that oh I'm just someone who struggles with stress and anxiety to the point of being in a hospital once I had changed that and I started leaning into all of these new beliefs and this new version of myself a woman I really wanted to meet and I've this is a quote that I have mentioned before and I love it I it's not really a quote but it was a social media trend go to war with the girl in the mirror. And I love that because you are worthy now and you are deserving now. And this comes back to the Sophia Bush quote that you can be a work of art and a work in progress simultaneously. You are worthy now and you are enough now. You are unique and a wonderful person now, but you can also be pushing to become the best version of yourself who is deserving and worthy of all of the goals and dreams that you have for yourself. As I said, how did I achieve this? Through visualizing. What would the best version of me look like? How would she act if she walked in now and sat opposite me? Journaling about it, writing down my 555 rule, really leaning into the idea of I am the person who is deserving of these goals I have laid out for myself. I am someone who is grateful of being where I am today. However, this is where I want to go. And 
scrapbooking and looking into the ways Pinterest boards, Instagram boards, photo albums of my phone on my phone reaffirming who I wanted to be and the type of person that I wanted to be and what I wanted to look like and what I wanted to have. So you can go to war with the girl in the mirror because in the areas of your life where you are struggling, it's only down to the perception that you have of yourself, thinking I'm not the type of person or I'm not deserving or worthy. I really hope this podcast episode has motivated you and is really going to spur you on. I'm rooting for you and I would love for you to come and share how you're meeting the new version of yourself, how you are going about that, how you're changing your mindset and your self-image. So come and let me know on Instagram, my personal scarlet underscore Victoria underscore Clark, or in our private Facebook group, the Smart Girl Tribe Society. Thank you for listening to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. I am your host, Scarlett V. Clark, award-winning founder and CEO of Smart Girl Tribe, the UK's number one female empowerment organisation, host of this top-rated podcast, the Smart Girl Tribe podcast, and author. You are my community, my family, so come and follow along for more female empowerment and personal development in our private Facebook group, the Smart Girl Tribe Society, or on Twitter or Instagram at Smart Girl Tribe.